Section 53 of the Essays of Samuel Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anders Lankford. The Essays of Samuel Johnson. Section 53. Robbery of Time. Saturday. July 15th, 1758. When Diogenes received a visit in his tub from Alexander the Great, and was asked, according to the ancient forms of royal courtesy, what petition he had to offer, I have nothing, said he, to ask, but that you would remove to the other side, that you may not, by intercepting the sunshine, take from me what you cannot give me. Such was the demand of Diogenes from the greatest monarch of the earth, which those who have less power than Alexander may with yet more propriety apply to themselves. He that does much good may be allowed to do sometimes a little harm, but if the opportunities of beneficence be denied by fortune, innocence should at least be vigilantly preserved. It is well known that time once passed never returns, and that the moment which is lost is lost for ever. Time, therefore, ought, above all other kinds of property, to be free from invasion. And yet there is no man who does not claim the power of wasting that time, which is the right of others. This usurpation is so general that a very small part of the year is spent by choice. Scarcely anything is done when it is intended, or obtained when it is desired. Life is continually ravaged by invaders. One steals away an hour and another a day. One conceals the robbery by hurrying us into business, another by lulling us with amusement. The depredation is continued through a thousand vicissitudes of tumult and tranquillity, till, having lost all, we can lose no more. This waste of the lives of men has been very frequently charged upon the great whose followers linger from year to year in expectations, and die at last with petitions in their hands. Those who raise envy will easily incur censure. I know not whether statesmen and patrons do not suffer more reproaches than they deserve, and may not rather themselves complain that they are given up a prey to pretensions without merit, and to importunity without shame. The truth is that the inconveniences of attendance are more lamented than felt. To the greater number solicitation is its own reward, to be seen in good company, to talk of familiarities with men of power, to be able to tell the freshest news, to gratify an inferior circle with predictions of increase or decline of favor, and to be regarded as a candidate for high offices, are compensations, more than equivalent to the delay of favors, which perhaps he that begs them has hardly confidence to expect. A man conspicuous in a high station who multiplies hopes that he may multiply dependence may be considered as a beast of prey, justly dreaded but easily avoided, his den is known, and they who would not be devoured need not approach it. The great danger of the waste of time is from caterpillars and moths, who are not resisted, because they are not feared and who work on with unheeded mischiefs and invisible encroachments. He whose rank or merit procures him the notice of mankind must give up himself in a great measure 
to the convenience or humor of those who surround him. Every man who is sick of himself will fly to him for relief. He that wants to speak will require him to hear, and he that wants to hear will expect him to speak. Hour passes after hour, the noon succeeds to morning and the evening to noon, while a thousand objects are forced upon his attention which he rejects as fast as they are offered, but which the custom of the world requires to be received with appearance of regard. If we will have the kindness of others, we must endure their follies. He who cannot persuade himself to withdraw from society must be content to pay a tribute of his time to a multitude of tyrants. To the loiterer, who makes appointments which he never keeps, to the consulter, who asks advice which he never takes, to the boaster, who blusters only to be praised, to the complainer, who whines only to be pitied, to the projector, whose happiness is to entertain his friends with expectations which all but himself know to be vain, to the economist, who tells of bargains and settlements, to the politician, who predicts the fate of battles and breach of alliances, to the usurer, who compares the different funds, and to the talker, who talks only because he loves to be talking. To put every man in possession of his own time, and rescue the day from this succession of usurpers, is beyond my power, and beyond my hope. Yet, perhaps, some stop might be put to this unmerciful persecution, if all would seriously reflect that whoever pays a visit that is not desired, or talks longer than the hearer is willing to attend, is guilty of an injury which he cannot repair, and takes away that which he cannot give. End of section 53 Recording by Anders Lankford